0: Snowlands on what? Snowlands on da Hop. Oh, so cunty. The way the line delivery, perfect. But I know Miss Suzanne Collins, mm-hmm. when she wrote that shit, had to like put the pen down and take a walk. Yeah. And like have a little glass of wine or uh-huh. something to just pat herself on the back for yeah. that one. She really she really did it with it. Oh my god. That yeah. that sent me. That was like the most notable like Line. Line of the movie, Uh I would say. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Which is why we had to start with that. Of course.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But hi, everyone. Welcome to The Swamp. It's our podcast. It's an acronym. Stands for some whack-ass movie podcasting. And welcome back, Dara. Oh my god, thank you. Two notable things to clear up at the beginning (laughs) beginning of this episode. I know I have a lisp, a slight speech impediment, but I was feeling... Back to myself enough to do the podcast, and I was yeah. not gonna try to call in another ringer. Thank, shouts out to Joey. Thank you to Joey mm-hmm. for filling in for me last week. But I had jaw surgery at the beginning of this month, mm-hmm. and I was all banded shut and wired shut, so mm-hmm. couldn't do any talking. Yeah. But now I'm like, I feel like my voice is coming back a little bit, but mm-hmm. I do not have any feeling in the lower half of my face. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little, (laughs) so sorry for that this week. If you're Mm -hmm. like, why did she sound a little? It's
1: giving, um, what's her name from Zoe 101? Oh my God, Quinn. Or not Not Quinn, Quinn, um, yeah,
0: what's her name?
1: Like Sadie or something? I don't even Uh.
0: know. (laughs) That's literally how I feel. Uh, Um, but yeah, I have no feeling in my lower lip. So my speech is sort of resorted to very Mm -hmm. lispy. Sound. I'm sorry if that bothers you. Um, and secondly, this week we are covering the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Um, <laughs> so this is a spoiler full podcast. Yeah. We're talking about the movie. Obviously, it's brand fucking spankin new. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen it, I would recommend you do, especially if you're a Hunger Games girly. Yes. Absolutely. Um highly recommend it was camp. It was kind It
1: was really camp. It
0: was like more than I was expecting. It was kind of giving like catching fire level campery. Yeah. Like not quite there. No. Um and not quite that level of like cinematic excellence. No, I would say it was a bit more I think
1: catching fire is more cinematic excellence than camp. I think this one was a little more campy. Yeah.
0: For, uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. I think it was some of the performances that yeah. really pushed it over because uh-huh. I think they were sort of parodying or like mm-hmm. doing highly dramatized versions of things that we know from mm-hmm. the past. So Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about the movie. Big plot, spoilers, all of that. If you haven't read the book or seen <laughs> the movie, definitely I implore you to go do that mm-hmm. first. Um, but we're doing this for No Nut November mm-hmm. because do not have sex in a movie theater
1: don't, don't be that guy
0: that's my roundabout reasoning mostly Which, just because we wanted to cover this movie yeah but,
1: but also like this is a movie you don't want to fuck to because you don't want to miss anything true it's fast paced it's a really great story
0: um watch just watch it fuck I, when you get home i would say i saw a tiktok that i thought was pretty true to my mm. memory of in the theater i think this person does specifically for movies when to pee Mm. In the theater, when to pee? Like, leading up, the things leading up, you know, at what point is it okay for you to miss, Mm -hmm. you know, between two and seven minutes, right? Yeah. And they said as soon as Act 2 started, like, Part Mm 2, that they were like, basically, all you're going to miss is XYZ this. And, And I guess I would agree that... When they're sort of recapping, like, okay, the kids are going to do the games, and we're really going to do the games. And I think
1: I peed during that. I, I tried to time it very well, because I have read the books, and I yes. was, like, really trying to figure out, I'm like, when's the best time? Because it is a two and a half hour movie. It, 2.40. 2.40. And I will pee during a movie in the theater if it's going to make my experience more enjoyable.
0: I will not. And I will sit and suffer. Mm. And I refuse. That's why I strategically, I only get like a small drink. Mm. I don't like to like chug a big soda because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. Because I know I'm so unlucky I'm the kind of person that the minute I decide to go pee will be, like, the one thing that everyone on Twitter is, like, blowing up about yeah. or, like, something, like, very crucial.
1: I almost missed, um, during Killers of, of the Flower Moon, I almost missed Brendan Fraser's...
0: Oh, my God. Just
1: jump scare. Love. Thank God I made it just in time.
0: Like, you made it back? Yeah, I was, You were rushing it was, in, Yeah, I was, it was standing like I,
1: up? It was, like, I rushed in and I was... Wasn't back in my seat yet. I was, like, in the, um... The little in, hallway. Yeah, in the little hallway into the theater, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, thank God. But I do want to make one more touch point about not fucking in the theater to this. It is going to be difficult because they made oh, Coriolanus Snow
0: so, so sexy. Hot. So hot. And I think that this is a beautiful example of a person who, I mean, I guess he's like Hollywood hot in the way that he is conventionally attractive enough to be, like, a leading man sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I look at pictures of this guy, it it just doesn't really do anything for me. Like, with his normal brown hair. Looks very British. British as fuck. British face. Like, I didn't even need to look at his Wikipedia Mm -hmm. to know that that man is from the fucking heart Of the UK. yeah, He's from Yorkshire or some shit, yeah. Whatever. You Uh, know who he kind of gives me? You know, I do not know this actor's name off the top of my head, but do you remember that show, um, End of the Fucking World?
1: Yes, Alex Slothorn or something like that. Sure, yeah.
0: I know him mostly from that one um, very prolific Black Mirror episode that he was in. He gives me, like, that kid's, (laughs) like, slightly hotter older brother. Yeah. But, like, not even by much. Like, yeah. Just like that sort of like narrow sort of triangular face Mm -hmm. and just sort of like generic brown hair.
1: Well, it's It's interesting that you say this because you're staunchly anti-blonde in general, but most specifically anti-blonde man
0: blonde men it's i have no problem with a blonde woman or an artificially blonde woman Mm -hmm. i you know live your life but a blonde man i just don't fuck with the blonde man and i think the reason why this works for me though is he's not naturally blonde yeah his hair is brown and they fucking bleached the shit out of it and it looks fake as hell they they were not even going for like a realistic. That man, mm. he was in between takes. Yeah, getting his shit rebleed.
1: I love it because you can see from he there's there's two versions of him. Which I also want to ask you which one you prefer. Two and
0: a half. At the very end, we get sort of like the Draco Malfoy. Yeah, the quaw, cloth. hair. Yeah. so two and a half. But you have him with his curls.
1: Uh huh. And buzzed. And you there's such a hard difference between him with his curls and how blonde he is, and then the bleach blonde that they gave him when he buzzed his head.
0: The curls were giving a touch of warmth. You know, there was a little bit of of yellow in Mm -hmm. that dye Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. to give him a sort of a blonde appearance. Mm -hmm. When he was buzzed, straight white. Yeah. Straight Mm -hmm. fucking Daenerys Targaryen ass white Mm -hmm. hair dye. Like Mm -hmm. they did not. Mix any shit into that; they're just like straight bleach.
1: I'll tell you what; I will give them this. While you can tell it is like done by like box product or some shit like that, they did a lot better with this one than with poor Josh Hutcherson's Peter Mallard. Oh no, his blonde ass in the first like two maybe. They I, think, I think by the third one they got it better, and at that point they had switched over to giving Jennifer Lawrence a fuck-ass wig. Wig, yeah. Um,
0: but him in the first two, rough. Because they were trying to make it, like, sandy. Yeah. Because it was described as being, like, that it was, like, yeah. a sandy blonde uh-huh. or whatever. They yeah. were not going for that harsh, like, Aryan, like, yeah. scary Aryan yeah. look. Like, yeah. they were. I think they were trying to keep some some brown in there, which just... To try to do that artificially, especially, like, tough. on a man, like, it was not working. Yeah, tough. Um, but to answer your question, I do think I preferred the curls. Mm. But I think that that was heavily informed by, like, who his character was in that moment. Because I found a lot of his, like, obviously, you know, to get into the plot a little bit, the turning of him embracing just, like, being a fucking fascist cop. Mm-hmm was happening during, she's not gonna come up, was happening during the buzzed era, Mm -hmm. and like, that's when you sort of start to really get the ick about him, and I feel like the buzzed head was Mm -hmm. sort of aiding in that, like, that he's, like, a fucking military bro now. Mm -hmm. So that was sort of not working for me. I will admit, though, the buzzed hair, hot. Like,
1: it was still hot. Uh It was giving. Yeah, it was. I think i agree okay it was really tough for me because i haven't felt this confused by gender and sexuality in a long time (laughs) i was so attracted to him but also like the gender envy was like off the charts because when
0: i had my hair buzzed and bleached that's how I wanted to look. That is what you looked like, though. In the theater, you leaned over to me and you're like, Dara, that's what I wish I looked like. And I was like, bitch, that's literally what you look like. Like, what are you talking about? Um. <laughs> like, what do you mean envy? That is that is literally, yes, that is it. You, yeah. you achieved that.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Okay, that makes me feel a lot better. So I think I preferred him, like, if I'm talking, like, who I'm going to smash. Him with the curls, uh-huh. absolutely. But with the buzz head... What I, just, I want
0: to see in the mirror. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's the lankiness. Mm-hmm. It's Because mm-hmm. I'm like a 5'3", like, little pocket mask. Mm-hmm. I want to be
0: tall. <laughs> that we cannot achieve. I know, I, unfortunately. A store-bought product cannot no. aid in that. Maybe no. some some big shoes. But... Yeah, no
1: amount of box dye <laughs> is going to help me there. <laughs>
0: it's gonna like build up in Uh your hair so much that it could like add an inch or so
1: god (laughs) like big hair but yeah no he was really hot and And i've seen a lot of people talking being like having to remind myself that he's the villain but he's like
0: morally reprehensible and that the story is all about sort of his like turn to being the Mm -hmm. literal like central villain Mm -hmm. of the main trilogy Mm -hmm. But it's like, damn, boy, why you gotta be so sexy about it, though? Dude, they pulled a Star
1: Wars. They pulled a Star Wars prequel, and I mean, I saw someone tweet about it saying that there was this moment in the um, in the movie too where the central two protagonists are like laying in a field, having a picnic. And then the girl realizes that her boyfriend is a fashion.
0: Yes. Literally like straight fucking Anakin and Padme. But again, hottest couple. Oh my God. So true. Hottest couple. It's like, yeah, it's like making me confused. Cause it's like, he's literally a cop and uh-huh. he's like the best cop in the way that he just kills people with no remorse. Uh-huh. And he's like snitching on the cops uh-huh. that are like, trying to do good things. Yeah. Like, he's, like, literally the worst fucking cop. Uh-huh. And
1: the, their partner, the exact opposite.
0: And it's literally Anakin being like, well, I think that we should just kill everyone who disagrees with us. And Padme is like, oh, babe, you're so silly. Uh-huh. You're so uh-huh. funny. Why do I still want to hit? Uh-huh. Terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right up until the end, too. Uh huh. When uh-huh. he, his last little conversation with Peter Dinklage, when he just fucking cucks him when he just fucking owns him i was just like damn that's hot like i know you are in the wrong Mm -hmm. but oh god and even at that point he had the fuck-ass draco malfoy hair which i was not no if Mm -hmm. the two and a half if that little half is that little end bit where he sort of is starting to grow it out again absolutely not yeah not for you no Mm -hmm. it was giving tom felton as draco malfoy though absolutely very much some some of the girlies are gonna love it yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Draco girlies from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Except they don't Somebody's think... Something's gonna reawaken. I don't think there will be nearly as much of a, like... Like, I wanted there to be, like, gay tension between, what was his name, Sejanus. Yeah. I wanted there. Like, there well, were a there, few moments where I was like, this could edge into, like, that I could uh-huh. project something gay mm-hmm. onto it, but it really did not. No,
1: I wish. I wish. I wanted that. Well, I just love that there's a Josh Hutcherson renaissance happening at the same time as... A new Hunger Games movie is coming out. I feel like I'm 13 again. Can
0: you explain to me like why is it is it just like the meme the meme lord's just fucking selected that one picture of him to pair with that song whistle? Yeah. Like and what, I don't know what it is. What is it about? I don't I love it. I <laughs> don't you know I
1: think it's just because of the influx of all of these really hot edits of him and now it's just because because of the flood of that, uh-huh. now it's kind of like you're getting rickrolled. Yes,
0: like the cringe, the cringe yeah, twenty twelve, exactly. The song, the picture, exactly. Yes, uh, uh-huh. the jump scare, exactly. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like, what he, he was recently in, like what, like Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. or something, and uh-huh. everyone's like thirsting over him again. Yeah. Which I'm glad to see him back in the cultural zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. We love you, Josh Hutcherson. Come mm-hmm. on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, every time I see those edits, I'm like, what the, where the fuck did this come from? I love it. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. It's brilliant.
1: He was definitely, I definitely had like a big crush on him when the original Hunger Games movies were coming out. Mm -hmm. And now, again, Short King. now, Now I'm back
0: with some blondie, some unnatural blondie. I'm like, fuck. And even in all the press stuff, when I see him with brown hair, I'm like, that's just not right. Even yeah. he's got like a little like earring, yeah. And it's like he's kind a of, he's a cutie. It's kind of doing it for me, but I'm still just like that curly, that curly blonde Something hair. So about it, mm. Something about I wanted it. him to have like a little nose ring. I know. I like his energy. Yeah, but I, I, he—I have never heard of him or seen anything he has previously Not a clue. been in. Not a clue. I think he's been in like a handful of like British like procedural Absolutely. TV show type things, but yeah. I
1: would like to see him get the Jennifer Lawrence treatment, though. I thought he was a really good actor
0: in Mm -hmm. this. I thought
1: he was pretty solid. And he's hot enough.
0: Yeah. You know? Um, Jennifer Lawrence treatment, as in he will transcend from being a YA protagonist to getting very serious roles that really let him shine. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I would like to see that as well. Yeah.
1: And he's definitely Hollywood hot, but he's not
0: like... Like A beefcake. He's yeah, not, like, he's not beefcake hot. He's, he's not d- Marvel. He's
1: very much in the lane of, like, lanky skinny, which is really hot right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's, like, he edges into that Timmy realm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, huh. I can see that. Especially if he mm-hmm. is in his, you know, out of acting mm-hmm. life sort of presenting. It's like, yeah. I've got an earring, and I'm kind of, like,
1: yeah. cool mm-hmm. and alt. You know what also I would like to see is... Rachel Ziegler get roles that don't require her to sing?
0: I Yeah, so this, we can sort of get into, because you mentioned Jennifer Lawrence Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to unboard and unpack my dislike of her. Because I don't think it's very valid. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really have a lot of valid reasons to dislike mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence because I often do enjoy her performances. There's just something in me that I'm just like, Ugh. and I don't know if that's like me buying into cultural like propaganda. Probably. About just like hating women. It's like the Anne Hathaway treatment, right? Mm. Like let's just pick a woman to just hate for no reason. Yeah. And
1: it's almost like, it's always because they're like too good at something too. Right. Which is all just adds on to it and just horrible.
0: But I feel like watching this movie gave me a new appreciation for Jennifer Lawrence's performance Mm -hmm. in the Hunger Games movies, especially the the first one. She ate. I just think that she gave so much like subtle emotion and undertones of like conflict and feeling morally conflicted and Mm -hmm. stress and,
1: you know. Oh, she got the stress good on.
0: Right. Or just like, I I don't know, maybe playing things a little more subtly Whereas this movie, I thought a lot of the performances were well, very good, very overt, very obtuse. Do
1: you think it was no like undertones that with
0: Snow? Because I feel like protagonist wise, no. I think
1: he captured exactly what
0: Jennifer Lawrence did. He gave me the most yeah. out of his performance, as far as like I could tell that he, as a character, was struggling with you know upbringing, being an elitist. Wanting yeah. to fit in into the upper echelon yeah. of society and like having genuine human emotion. Yeah. I definitely saw that. I definitely think I'm, I'm thinking more of like Rachel Ziegler. I do not blame her. I think it's just the way her character was right. written of being like, I'm going to sing and I'm the good one.
1: It felt like high school musical in that way. Which I it, don't
0: think was her fault that they're like, you're no. going to sing every 10 seconds. Like, yeah. The song it, is called, the, the movie's called The Ballad. Like, of yeah. course she's going to fucking sing. And I mean, she sang more in the book. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so you read the book. How would you say it holds up?
1: It's. I think they did a very good job at getting all of the really important points across. Um, It's tough because, and
0: I was talking- It's a thick fucking book, right? It's like
1: 500 pages. Mm. It's a lot. And I forgot how much I like Suzanne Collins' writing because they really leave you on that cliffhanger every chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, So I flew through it obviously it's like a children's YA book mm-hmm. i mean my bread and butter yeah <laughs> um, but yeah i think they did a really good job of presenting it um it, again like there's so many like books and so much media that would be better as um a mini series just cuz you can get into it more um but obviously, it's going to be a movie. Yeah. They're all movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to differ away from that. I thought they did a really good job. Um, it was very fast-paced because it was a 500-page book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I mean, like, like I said, I would have liked it slowed down a little more. I am partial to these movies, so I wouldn't have minded a three-and-a-half-hour movie. But mm-hmm. that's also just not realistic. So yeah. I think they did as good as possible with what they had.
0: Interesting. That's yeah. Because I thought the pacing was kind of fucked. Like I did it was fast. I did not like the separation of it into parts. Really, that made it feel incredibly clunky to me, mm. and it kept blatantly pointing out how it was a book. No, how it was too, not too long, but like you know. We're, It's like I felt like a a pretty solid resolution by the end of part two, Mm -hmm. and then they're like part three, and I'm like, oh damn, we've got another third of this movie Mm. left. It felt way more like a TV show to me in that Mm. way. Okay, um, then because it it was way less cohesive. It felt disjointed a little bit. Yeah,
1: they did that in the books, and they were just like broken up, and they
0: were jamming everything in there. It was Um, a lot, which I didn't mind and i do not think that this movie should have been shorter i'm no. not against a longer movie if it feels right right whereas this one i i think that it just sort of started to kind of drag or feel like rushed in a way mm-hmm. at certain points yeah. i don't know like
1: i i definitely wish we had a little more time to sit with him as his feelings were evolving for lucy gray because for me, it felt very out of the blue. Which I think with the original ones, obviously, for Katniss, like, PETA's feelings are out of the blue. But there's a backstory there that you understand mm-hmm. that you don't get to see um, that's built before you've been introduced to this world. But this is very much, like, you see it start to end. Which, and I feel like there wasn't a lot of building time.
0: I, which, to me, as a viewer, left me sort of debating whether they connection was genuine or if they were sort of using each other mm. like was did she think it would behoove her for him to have feelings for her because mm-hmm. then he would feel more entitled to helping her out mm-hmm. was he using her as sort of like like latching onto her to sort of navigate through this you know what I mean like yeah. I, I kept going back and forth whether I'm like oh did they actually like each other or do, are they both like finding instances that it would benefit them yeah. to be together.
1: I think it's very much the way that it came off to me in the book was when you sort of have your first crush and you don't really, like, n- know them well enough or like them enough to, like, really understand the feelings that you have. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, this is a person that I'm attracted to. This is a person that's, like, really, like – um. <sighs> what's what's the right word? Um like
0: you're intrigued by the intrigued. concept yes, exactly. of being, you know, yeah. Exactly.
1: It was very much like teenage sort of I can love. see that. Um But yeah, in the book you definitely get more of a sense of he's enamored with her. Okay. Um, and you kind of get that in the movie. Not nearly as much. No, though. yeah. It's it's very much someone that has um a <sighs> I can't like a
0: first love or something. Not even like a
1: first love, but when you're just like, yeah, I guess enamored. I can't think of the word. Mm. Um.
0: But I feel again not to criticize Rachel Ziegler's performance because we can sort of get mm. into to some Jennifer Lawrenceification of mm. Rachel Ziegler. Because I was glad you brought it up. It, it and me liking Jennifer Lawrence's mm. performance more than I found mm. Rachel Ziegler's performance to be a little bit more like that she was just sort of stomping around and singing. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the things I got from her character were because of what Coriolanus was doing to, like, Mm -hmm. uplift her or Mm to aid her or whatever. You know, I feel like we didn't get a lot of her Mm -hmm. as much. And I think we start to see it once we go back to District 12 Mm -hmm. and, like, her with her, um, sort of, yeah, her clan of people. And we're sort of starting to see more of, like, what her life is like. Normally, rather than, like, in this weird situation. Yeah. But it still feels like we're almost always seeing her through his eyes. Absolutely. Right? Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about Rachel Ziegler as, like, a celebrity entity. Because it it fucking confuses the shit out of me. Why, you know, I'm saying Twitter or, like, TikTok as just, like, a generalization. But just, like, like people online mm-hmm. tend to just pick women to hate and i think jennifer lawrence got it a little bit which is why i am personally trying to like take a step back and be like what are the real reasons why i feel like a type of way Mm -hmm. about her but like i know anne hathaway very notably like just got fucking selected for some reason for everyone to just be like oh we just we hate this lady who's just great at her job Mm And I never really saw a reason of why people seem to just dogpile on Rachel Ziegler yeah, I and don't fucking know. hate her. And so I, I was looking into it a little bit. And these are the instances that I found mm-hmm. that people tend to cite as to why they think that she is not a likable person. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just interesting. So the the first instance was that she didn't get invited to the Oscars. She played Maria. Yeah. In West Side Story, which was nominated for Best Picture, Mm -hmm. and she didn't get an invite. And she, like, put out this thing, like, guess I'm just gonna have to watch from my couch, rooting for the sidelines for my... For my movie, for my movie or whatever, which is weird and wrong. It was she weird and there. wrong, and then the the Oscars sort of backpedaled and gave her an invitation, and she ended up going. Yeah, but it was this whole weird thing for a while. Of like, why wasn't she invited? Yeah, and then I was looking on Reddit, and I guess people were saying it had to do with the filming schedule of Snow White, and that it was that she wasn't going to be able. They were going to have to change the filming schedule of Snow White to to accommodate for it. And so they only had a certain number of tickets, so they just gave them to other people in the movie. Like, it was just this weird situation. And a lot of people- Even if she can't go. Yeah, the invite- I don't know. Just this whole sort of weird, muddy situation that I think drew a lot of attention to her for some reason of being like, oh, well, why wasn't she invited? Like, it's not a bad thing to call people out. Right? Exactly. Especially the Oscars. Yeah. You're going to side with the Oscars. Right. And so that, that whole situation kind of was confusing. Mm-hmm. And then- Moving on, I think a lot of the criticism comes um, from some of the comments she has made about this new Snow White movie, mm-hmm. which I genuinely do not know. Has this movie been canceled? I like, don't know. I thought it was coming out later, but it filmed so long ago. And I genuinely thought it was coming out like later this year. Yeah. Like December, like literally not next a, month. Let me look it up. But, but so it's list. written by Greta Gerwig. It's written, the screenplay is written by Greta Gerwig, and it's, and it's directed by some big name. Um, and so I'm like, why would they cancel? I just, a, a lot of the conversation around it is really muddy to me and yeah. really confusing, but a lot of people continue to dogpile onto, what, what does Google say? 2025. Oh, it's been postponed. Okay. Originally slated for March of 2024. Damn. Jesus. Um, interesting. But so I guess a lot of people have been sort of nitpicking at some of the things that she has said on, like, red carpet press events mm-hmm. when asked about That's it. That's what I heard. That it's her and Gal Gadot who, yeah, let's criticize Gal Gadot. Yeah. Let's, let's dark her onto that, which yeah. is correct. Oh my god, yeah. I saw a tweet that said, former IDF soldier and aspiring actress. Or was it, att- <laughs> like, attempted actress Gal Gadot? I was like, oh my god, not that. That's exactly
1: how she should be described.
0: Right. But I guess Rachel Ziegler in a lot of uh, interviews has sort of been like, oh, this is an updated more modern version of Snow White it's not the 1937 you know every princess needs to get saved mm-hmm. sort of mentality it's more about her being a leader and her mm-hmm. having agency and I guess a lot of people have been nitpicking that that is sort of a narrow minded idea of feminism that just because a woman aspires to fall in love or something that that doesn't mean it's valid it's almost like women have to be special in order for their stories to have told or mm-hmm. girl the girl bossification of feminism sort okay. of of like Oh, a woman has to be a, a a leader and a advocate and doing something exceptional in order to be valid. Yeah, which that, is like a valid criticism that like normal women do not deserve the same equity as girl boss. You know, oh, she's taking everything into her own hands, which is fine. <laughs> And that's a valid. But criti- it's a fucking Disney movie. That's a valid criticism, but like, also, she didn't write this, and, and I am sure she's just saying, like, they're like, oh yeah, it's a, it's an, it's a modern, more female empowerment yeah. version of Snow White. Uh, that's what you mm-hmm. can say to promote the movie, right? Exactly. She, yeah, I, I was having a
1: conversation with someone about this the other day, um, because I, I had heard that she was sort of like quote canceled or whatever that people <laughs> didn't like her, and it was. A big criticism of the fact that sh- you could tell she didn't get any media training and the way that she was talking about things and kind of being like, oh, yeah, they could take the man out of this movie and it wouldn't make a difference sort of mm-hmm. um, narrative, which if someone doesn't have media training, who the fuck? Can- She's what? 22? She's 22, She's 22 yeah. years old all of the press that was being done for this was maybe like a year or two ago at this point. So she was like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Like leave her alone. Jennifer Lawrence has spoken publicly about how she didn't have any media training for a long time. And there's this really funny clip of her talking about it in an interview, how she told a press room that Kim Basinger, or Bas, Basinger, Kim Basinger, or that one of her co-stars was dead or shit <laughs> like that. Um, Like, we're so critical of young women Mm -hmm. these days. Like, leave her alone. If she wants to be in movies where she just sings and does a goofy little accent like this one, fucking let her. Let her get a check. And if that's her bread and butter, so be it.
0: I also think, like, why are we putting a weird amount of credit onto this live-action Disney remake? Have any of them been good or have been making like really great statements about like socio political like no it's a fucking Disney remake like why are we suddenly putting so much into like oh well this isn't the most you know modern and woke version of feminism like what the fuck Mm -hmm. but then lastly I guess a lot of people think of her as being ungrateful and entitled because of two specific instances one where she was in the DC um the dc superhero movie shazam but not even the first one the oh sequel my God. yeah the, i
1: remember that. the
0: second shazam movie and on and the red said, carpet she was asked what made you want to do this movie and she said i needed a job yeah and she and afterwards she sort of laughs and she talks about how it was a great experience how she was very grateful for it but that initial clip of her just being like i needed a job mm-hmm. i needed money Yeah, that's, like, me sitting in a job interview being, like, I'm really passionate about marketing communications within Uh business-to-business models. Like, no. Like, be fucking serious. I need to pay my rent.
1: Yeah. Are you really, like, you who works, like, a corporate, like, job from a fucking cubicle box is really sitting there and, like, feeling that you have the right – not you specifically. But, like, having the right to judge a woman – for getting that check.
0: Also, it's the second Shazam movie, which was a complete box flop. office flop. Of course he did not feel passionate about it. Like, yeah, relax. But then more recently, I guess she had a comment um, that she made while on strike. Uh-huh. And she said, like, if I have to stand for 18 hours a day in a princess dress like, in, as one of the most notable princess costumes uh-huh. in all of history, yeah. then I should get paid for every minute that it's streamed. uh uh-huh. Basically saying, like, yeah, what the strike is all about. that Absolutely. That streaming residuals should be not sense. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, And everyone was just like, you're so entitled. Like, some weird, like, anti-strike sentiment. Basically (sighs) being like... You're so privileged that you get to be Snow White and you're out here complaining that you don't make enough money. A job is still a job. Yeah.
1: Even if they're actors, even if they're celebrities, like, some actors don't want to be celebrities. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is the job that they like, and this is the job that they're passionate about, and this is the work that they want to do. That doesn't mean that it's all fucking fun and games.
0: And also, like, her pointing out, like, an 18-hour workday. Brutal of course that's difficult and and of course you get to be the star of a major motion picture and that's really great but like that's still hard and you deserve yeah. to get paid for it exactly so, yeah a lot of weird anti-strike stuff but mm. those were the incidences that I could pull that it seemed like people didn't like her and it was just weird to me because a lot of that feels like it would be coming from like the right politically you yeah. know what I mean but it feels like it's a lot like of pe- young people yeah. and like people I would not expect to have that sort of Kind of criticism and mm-hmm. i think your point about her maybe not having media training like maybe just like her tone mm-hmm. or something is just like not clicking well, that's making people find her to be unlikable which well, she just, doesn't have to be like yeah
1: it's the same thing of like oh people want an agreeable woman yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is sure. yeah which is so funny that it's coming from these people that you wouldn't expect it mm-hmm. and these people that advocate for that and you're still getting upset
0: But yeah, that's why I was really interested. I was like, oh no, why do people hate Rachel Ziegler whole this morning? Because I was just like, she seems fine. She's like a young actress who's getting work and just doing fine, I don't know. She's quite talented. I thought she did a fine job in this. She's a great singer. Yeah. (laughs) Jen is here to host her interim podcast segment, Chocolate or Vanilla. She's going to say two things. We're all going to say which one we like better. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi. I'm so
2: good. How are you guys?
0: I'm all right. Pretty good. And is there a theme this week?
2: Yeah. So, Dara, you inspired me when you said that the Hunger Games movie might get nominated for Best Song.
0: Right?
2: Yes. Definitely. So, yeah. So I was gonna do um like Oscar nominated songs, but then I just decided to do good songs from memorable songs from movies. Okay. Love it. Love it. So some are Oscar noms, some are Oscar winners, and some are not. So, cool. Great. So chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Vanilla. Chocolate. Chocolate, vanilla or strawberry? Chocolate. Vanilla. Strawberry. Um, all right, first one: "Live and Let Die," Paul McCartney, or "Skyfall" by Adele. Oh, what movie is "Live and Let Die" from? It's also called "Live and Let Die." It's a James Bond. Yeah. Oh. James Bond. <laughs> an
1: old James Bond.
0: Um, I think I more notably associate because, like, Adele wrote that song for that movie. Right, and "Live and Let Die" was its own song, and no. they just like used. Really, they wrote that for the. They wrote it for the
1: movie. Oh, yeah. I love
0: that. Okay, Icon. I pick her then because she exists as her own entity that Adele song is just like the James Bond song to me
1: yeah absolutely I have to agree with you there and it just like it's been used in other movies too really well um so I'm gonna have to also jump on live and let die
2: yeah me too that's like iconic although Mm -hmm. that I thought that was a tough one um I think a lot of Bond movies have really good songs
1: I didn't yeah. care for the latest one with Billie Eilish.
2: Oh, agreed. Yeah. yeah.
1: Didn't um, do anything for me.
2: Yeah. I used to love back in the day Sheena Easton. So For Your Eyes Only, that was a really good one too. Hmm. Um, all right. Next one. Unchained Melody from Ghost or I've Had the Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing?
0: Ooh, I'm sorry, Emily. I know you love Dirty Dancing, but I'm a ghost bitch. Mm-hmm. And that, that song in that movie is just like, The horny pottery scene. Um, Ah, so good. I don't think I know the song. You would if if we put it on. Okay. Um, I
1: love the music from Dirty Dancing, but I that's like probably one of my least favorite songs out of the soundtrack. So, um, I'll go for Ghost just because. Well, Derek called it horny, so yeah, it is horny. Yeah, I'll, I'll. You know, gotta give props.
0: To Mr. Uh, yeah. Swayze, mm-hmm. just, like, getting in there with the pottery.
2: Yep. I'll go for the horny ghost sweep, so <laughs> Uh Next one is uh, Lose Myself from 8 Mile or Gangsta's Paradise from Dangerous Minds. Ooh. Lose
1: Myself or
0: uh lose mm-hmm. yourself okay. lose yourself yeah. sorry yeah
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my um, bad i'll do gangster's paradise
1: yeah gangster's paradise absolutely like lose yourself is just kind of a joke to me at this point yeah right <laughs> yeah
2: uh same i'll go with gangster's paradise uh next one purple rain by prince or sunflower from spider-man into spider-verse
0: oh that song is really good yeah. post malone we love it um it's pretty iconic. I feel the Spider-Man into the Spider Verse soundtrack hits, mm. like hits. But I
2: have to pick Prince.
1: Yeah, I gotta go Prince on this one. Absolutely.
2: Oh wow! I thought you guys would go Sunflower. I'm gonna go Sunflower because it's so catchy. Although back in the day in the 80s, Prince was like mm. the guy. I had a friend who like dressed like Prince, <laughs> <laughs> like on the daily. Um. Yeah, on a regular basis. Like I uh, love that. was inspired by Prince. Yeah. That's um. Impressive. So next one, don't want to trigger you, Dara, but I Will Always Love You or I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston.
0: Oh, my God. Jen mentions me being triggered because I got into a car, not even a car accident. Nobody else was involved but myself. I just crashed a car. I crashed a car because I was singing. Well, I crashed a car because it was snowing Mm -hmm. and I was driving too fast on the highway. But I also was singing. (laughs) Whitney Houston, and I was really (laughs) trying to hit those notes, and I am not a singer, and then suddenly my car was in the guardrail, Um, but I will pick I Have Nothing, because, you know, we all got to try sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think I Have Nothing um, sticks out to me more these days instead of I Will Always Love You.
2: Yeah, same. Same for me. Um, next one from Greece. You're the one that I want Summer Nights or Greece Lightning?
0: I have to pick Summer Nights because John Travolta is really just trying his best mm. with that little high note. Ah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to go with. Um, you're the one that I want because Chris Fleming does this really funny bit about it and about how deranged John Travolta is <laughs> in that scene. And now whenever I see it or whenever I hear it, I just giggle thinking about that bit.
2: Oh, I bet that's funny. I- I'm going to go with Summer Nights, but now I-, I I can see making fun of him in that. <laughs> um, next one is um, Elton John Circle of Life or BG's "Staying Alive.
0: What mm-hmm.
2: movie is BG staying alive from? Um, Saturday Night
0: Fever. Fuck that movie. It's true. It is
2: true. It is true.
0: <laughs> Fuck that movie. I will pick Elton John, Circle of Life. Yeah,
2: I'll
1: go Circle of Light too- Life, too. <laughs>
2: um, same. You know me. I'll pick a Disney movie all the time. Um, I tried to stay away from Disney songs for this, too, because there are so many good Disney songs. It's tough to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one. Kenny Loggins Footloose or Kenny Loggins Highway to the Danger Zone?
0: Oh, um, I have to pick Footloose because I do not care for Mission Impossible. That's not Mission Impossible, or not Mission Impossible. Sorry, what? Top Gun? Um, Top Gun? Yeah, yeah. I don't fuck with any really anything that Tom Cruise is in.
1: Um, I'm gonna have to go with Highway to the Danger Zone.
2: Nice. Actually, I'm gonna. Uh, this is a hard one for me, but I'll go with Footloose. Um, Next one is uh, Don't You Forget About Me from Breakfast Club or St. Elmo's Fire from St. Elmo's Fire.
0: I'll pick St. Elmo's Fire because I just, like, have a personal vendetta against the Breakfast Club. I just hate it. Um, I just choose to hate it as an an entire entity. I really...
1: I find the song Don't You Forget About Me a little irritating, honestly. So Mm -hmm. I'll go for St. Elmo's Fire.
2: Yeah, I think St. Elmo's Fire, you can turn it up and, like... Like, turn it up loud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one. Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. Oh. Or, or Power of Love by Huey Lewis.
0: I will pick Dolly Parton every time.
2: Nine
1: to Five? You can't compete against that. Mm-mm.
2: Oh, see, I disagree. I love That's the Power of Love. <laughs> I think that's a great song. Oh, so I love I'm going to go Nine Huey Lewis. Five. Yeah. Um, last one. Shallow from The New "Stars Born. Mm-hmm. Newest, Stars Born, or Rainbow Connection from Kermit in the Muppet movies.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> Kermit, I love, I love Rainbow Connection. That is that is on a lot of playlists. I will say Shallow also is another good Scream in Your Car song.
2: Yeah. Because
0: yeah. even though I cannot hear- have- deep <laughs> even though I cannot hit the notes Lady Gaga is hitting, she is just going like ah, oh, just like just like yelling.
1: Well, that's like the one that you can hit. Oh. Is the, yeah, the build, and you're like sitting there, you're like, wait,
0: maybe, maybe I got this, but one. then she's like, ah,
1: ah, <laughs>
0: I can't hit the nose in rainbow connection though because there's only like
1: four of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will go for shallow on this
2: one. I think I'll go. Um, I'll go rainbow connection. <laughs> um, and that's it for good songs and movies. Although I feel like this could be a two-parter because there are so many good songs in movies.
0: This
1: was a good one, Chad.
2: Yeah. Thank Just you. Especially Thank like
0: you. good songs and movies that are like. In the background, but then also there are, like, good songs in movies that are, like, central to the plot. Like, somebody is singing in the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? So Ooh, many ways to go about yeah. it. But yeah. anyways, thank you, as always, for being here. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, I love you guys. Bye. Have a great night. Bye, Bye-bye. But you brought up her accent. I want to talk about that a It was bit. aggressive. So, it kind of took me out. Actually, a little bit. I... When reading this, I didn't
1: really picture her having an accent, mm-hmm. um, which you can kind of get into the lore of it. She's from the Covey who traveled around, like you can infer that they're more from the South than the people of District Twelve who don't have an accent and everything like that.
0: But yeah, it was just a bit much. It was like deep Appalachian, yeah, twang. Yeah, which again, like you said, it, it's the implication is that she's part of this nomadic people. Who sort of, you know, she says she doesn't identify as being from District 12, but rather like that's where her people landed, mm-hmm. you know, in the time that it took for her to get, you know, drafted into the Hunger Games mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's like, even if she's from that general area, just the stark difference between her voice and the other District 12 mm-hmm. people, just it it was a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. I think it maybe could have been. You could, you can be Appalachian and Southern without being like, honky tonk, I'm singing a song, I'm Lucy Gray, like, it was very much giving that, and Mm -hmm. it almost was, like, it was, it was too much for me.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you there, um. Like yeah. not
0: only am I different from these other people but in I'm, the Hunger Games, but I'm even different from everyone in District Twelve. Exactly. Like it's like okay, we get it, we get it. You're yeah. an outsider, and you're part of this group. Yeah,
1: I could have done without it, which like I understand that in the book, it was always very much that they were kind of doing this folk band mm-hmm. um, sort of thing. You can make folk music without being up.
2: Yeah.
0: Other, you know what I mean? And I, just, um, I think it's like Appalachian implications because I do think District 12 is supposed to be like upper Appalachian. Like it's mining, right? Yeah. It's like Kentucky. Yeah. That's where I think that's supposed to be. Yeah.
1: Like they actually, that, that was a big thing um, with the way that this um, movie came out is there was finally an official map.
0: Oh, really? Am yeah. I right? And um, is District 12, like the, like middle. I think it's more like,
1: I think it is more like West virginia East, so which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, But that was a huge thing for um, the Hunger Games community, (laughs) which, like, I have so quickly... Found
0: myself on that TikTok. Oh my god. Outside of TikTok. Us, like, going to the premiere, because we went the first night it came out yeah. in the theaters, right? Uh-huh. I so felt like fucking 12 again. Exactly. Like, me in my little, like, at my premiere with my girlies. Exactly. Like, at the Hunger Games premiere. Uh-huh. Like, literally, that was me in middle school. I was like, oh, it is
1: 2012 again. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. I loved it.
1: Um, can we talk about some of the nods that this movie did to
0: the originals? Yes. Because I <laughs> ate it up. The one I will point out, the one thing that just like a knife in my gut was the conversation between Corylanus and Lucy when she was like, People call it swamp potato, but I prefer catness. <laughs> and then she basically fucking looks deadpan to camera like <laughs> Jim from the office, like just waiting for the audience to just stand up and fucking clap. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was too much. It was some of and the was, dialogue writing was so atrociously yeah. bad that it neared into so bad that it's funny. Good,
1: yeah. That was in the books. That was that part of it was. It was um, too much. Yeah, I think that it's one of those things too. Though, like, it's such a beloved franchise that you kind of have to do it. I don't know. I think I think they would have had to give it a nod somehow.
0: Do you feel that gust of wind, or rather? A Gale? Like, no! <laughs> no! I do not want it. Oh. Um, uh, but um, what's his name? Lucky. Um,
1: yeah, Lucky Flickerman.
0: Lucky Flickerman. Which? Jason Schwartzman. He did
1: a phenomenal job.
0: No crumbs. Mm-mm. Eight. Mm-hmm. Casting director deserves the sloppiest toppy of all <laughs> fucking time. Jason Schwartzman as a young Stanley Tucci. What, has no one thought of this before? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's fucking perfect. Well, it's
1: not young Stanley Tucci. Or, or, sorry, it's yeah, yeah, same family. Father. I think it's a, it, it's not a, that that's his father. Because there's a whole scene where he's... He's uh, like a high chair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but the beats... And the way, like, Jason, Swart- Jason Schwartzman did his fucking homework, because the cadence of his voice and the way he's presenting these games are so, like, uh, it's obviously a little more rough.
0: And than- I like that it was very purposefully, like, that this is messy, and that this is the first time they're trying to make a media spectacle of it and that it's like it hasn't really been thought through Mm -hmm. the fucking drones that don't work yeah totally and doesn't make any fucking sense was completely there to cover up a bunch of plot holes i don't care those malfunctioning drones Mm. had me giggling and kicking my feet i thought they were so funny Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i thought all of the like media mishaps him presenting the weather in the middle of the hunger games so funny love it Yeah, I just thought it was great, and him doing his little magic trick at Uh the beginning, where he's like weatherman, aspiring magician, Uh and your host of the Hunger Games. Uh Like,
1: no, I thought it was fabulous. Um, the way that he took on that role. Um, what else? I love that we got to see the origin of the hanging tree.
0: mm -hmm. Um, sort of how like you know Lucy Gray might not be remembered, but that song Mm -hmm. you know is we see persevere through get it all the way into exactly. the, the serious i was doing a lot of math mm-hmm. i don't typically do a lot of math okay but if coriolanus is let's say 18 i think he's i'm gonna say he's 18 i think yeah let's say he's a senior in high school yeah. like figuratively okay. yeah. a, a fascist high school yeah. where they're like your assignment today yeah. is think of human rights abuses mm-hmm. and everyone's like i have an idea yeah. like what the fuck how old does it make him? Like, eight, so 78 it makes him or 82. 82 yeah. by the 74th Hunger Games. So, Donald Sutherland is 82 in movie one? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a, little, it's a little bit of a stretch. It's a little yeah. old, but I also, obviously, it's fiction. And yeah. we live, you know, we exist in this universe where people can, you know, Tigress turns herself into a cat person. Mm-hmm. So, like, Obviously, there's probably some de aging, yeah, absolutely. processes you uh-huh. know that exist uh, for you know capital people, for somebody mm-hmm. like Snow. But I think Flickerman m- might be Lucky's grandson because be. that would also make him in his sixties. Because if this is the tenth Hunger Games, yeah, that's true. Our first movie comes in at the 74. Yeah, so. 64 years have passed. So if he was yeah. just born during this one, he'd be, he seems more like 40 something to me, yeah. but I was really trying to detangle a lot of the, like mm-hmm. how much time has passed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Situation, which not all of it lined up to me, but I'm also like kind of stupid and it's not real. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I do love that back. Sorry, not to, um, yeah, jump back. back to the hanging tree. But the fact that, again, like you said, like, Lucy Gray's legacy sort of lives on, Mm -hmm. um, and it comes back to haunt Snow, obviously, in the um, later books. Yeah, I I mean, I love, and this was part reading this, I really loved, um, because no one even remembers her at all in the books. Because it's only, like, alluded to that there's only ever been one victor in District 12, and that's Haymitch. Mm Mm-hmm. And she is totally and entirely forgotten. But, Mm -hmm. like, that this one song is the thing that keeps her memory alive. I think it's fabulous. And the way that they integrated that I thought was wonderful.
0: And they're like, props. The the reason why Snow feels so, like, personally Mm -hmm. offended by Katniss. Yeah. Like, not only just everything she represents, but probably that, like, similarities between her Mm -hmm. and Lucy Gray of being, like, a strong young woman Mm -hmm. who's very fierce about where Mm -hmm. she comes from and, like, A lot of that, I'm sure, is yeah. like a lot of parallels to be well, drawn there.
1: I loved what Rachel Ziegler said mm-hmm. on the red carpet for this, that the difference between her character and Katniss is that Lucy Gray is a performer for forced to fight and that Katniss is a fighter forced to perform. Right. Loved it.
0: You're saying she's this right. bitch does not have media training. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, she did not think of that herself. That's fucking brilliant. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe she did, but <laughs> I'm like, let's focus on the good things about Rachel Ziegler mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I definitely, yeah, that that actually was one of the things that made me excited about this mm-hmm. movie. Like mm-hmm. i had kind of forgotten about it, mm-hmm. and then I had seen like everyone talking about that clip, and I was like, oh yeah, like that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Like let's mm-hmm. let's fucking run it.
1: Yeah. Um. Also notable performances from Peter Dinklage, obviously, but the cunt
0: of Viola all Viola Davis, my A- woman king. <laughs> she,
1: <laughs> she had no reason to walk in here and eat up everyone in the cast, but she did. Those this- two different colored eyes, her busted ass, like, whack-ass
0: scientist hair, and the red gloves that she's wearing. This, thanks- oh. this Thanksgiving, Miss Davis, she's not serving turkey. She's serving ham. <laughs> she was hamming it the fuck yeah. up. Every line was giving like Annalise Keating oh on fucking crack. It was amazing. Meat. It like was amazing. I just, I could not get over every time she was on my screen and I was like, give me more of yeah. this. Like, I loved
1: it. I thought Peter Dinklage was really well casted. She is my the scene stealer of the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought she was fabulous. Amazing supporting performance. Yes. She, Yeah, I'd say she had like the campiest, cuntiest lines. Yes. There was one in there that still makes me giggle, where she's, like, talking about these venomous snakes that she's created, and how they are, like, her little babies, or whatever, and just talking, like, again, just being, like, diabolical, talking about the games, and, like, then telling Snow, like, run off now, it's time for my milk and crackers.
0: Oh my god, (laughs) just, like... Like, for what? (laughs) But... When I was talking about there being less subtlety in some of the performances, mm-hmm. that was who I was referring to. Loved it. No, it was all just her, yeah, being like, literally, I was like, who else could have done that role? Like, Jinx Monsoon, the dr- <laughs> like the drag queen. Like, literally, like, that's all. I was like, this is giving Jinx Monsoon. Yeah. Like, it was fabulous. I loved it.
1: Mad scientist. I love that
0: kind of character. And, like, it rehearsed. Rep- irreprehensible, like just just awful. Yeah. But like I was like, why is she making me giggle? Like I loved it. I uh-huh. I do think that I am a little critical of like Peter Dinklage falling into the typecast role of being like tortured addict, secret genius. Yeah. Yeah, yada yada. Like, okay, let's just have yeah. him be Tyrion and everything. Why don't yeah, we? Like, true. I was a little annoyed, but it still was it was a good performance. He delivers yeah. it well. Yeah, I I have no notes. Like, it was great. But yeah. I'm just like, do, do we have to make him like a? Oh, he's an addict tortured by his past, yeah. but he's secretly the one who's the mastermind behind yeah. it. Like, ugh, like I'm over it. Let's yeah. let's do something else because I know he's a good enough
1: actor. Yeah, it was still good. Yeah, like, it was just like, give me something else, which is. Well, we're gonna definitely talk about stuff like this in our Patreon, like new movies we're excited for and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he is in a new movie with Anne Hathaway and, um, Thomasin McKenzie. No, no, not that one. Not Eileen. Not Eileen. Um, Anne Hathaway and, um, what's her name? Uh, Marissa Tomei.
0: No. Dead serious. Okay. Well, eat. Mm-hmm. That's gonna eat. Yeah. I can't um. believe we got this far without talking about Hunter Schaefer, too.
1: Oh my god, yeah. She was
0: not in a lot of scenes. Not in a lot, but
1: she did eat.
0: She was like in a lot of the like promotional stuff. I yeah. thought she was going to have a way bigger part in it. No,
1: unfortunately, I knew it wasn't going to be a whole lot. Yeah. But I loved the casting. like Seeing all the comparisons of her as young Tigress to Tigress at the end mm-hmm. of the franchise. Brilliant.
0: In I loved the concept of, like, their family being poor Mm -hmm. and, like, can't pay their rent and can't afford food. But her and her grandma are fucking lounging around the house in, like, full Givenchy, like, loungewear Uh beaded headsets. Like, she's, like, snatched to the gods in this, like, pantsuit at the end. Uh, They're like, we can't afford rent.
1: But, like... At the end, it's like implied that they're getting money from Sejanus's dad uh-huh. and all that shit. But yeah, they definitely stepped it like up. Just her but
0: serving so much cunt. Served, and
1: truly. And being
0: like, oh, we're so poor. I'm like, uh-huh. that is hilarious. And also uh-huh. Hunter Schaefer, queen of whisper screaming. Like in every scene, I feel like they were like implying that like their grandma was sleeping so yeah. that they couldn't. And she was always like whisper yep. reprehending him, yep. which I thought was so funny. Love she it. did such a good job of Love being it. like, I'm pissed. But I'm whispering! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just I loved it. That like such, <laughs> that's
1: so interesting that you point that out, because now I'm like... I think
0: she does she that in euphoria, does that a too, right? She's yeah. like, bro, you know, like, bro, I'm mad at you, but for some reason I'm whispering! <laughs> like, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're in some
0: situation where I cannot be yelling. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> no I I loved it her fashion on the red carpet oh, has, has been, been insane. So insane Rachel Ziegler's
0: has been really good too a lot of like the references to Katniss's uh-huh, lips, uh-huh. love
1: Um, but yeah that and oh, sorry I had to backtrack one more time mm-hmm. just as because I'm such a fucking nerd about these books but I loved and this was obviously Suzanne put this in the um, the story but sort of um, how he has Lucy Gray using rat poison mm-hmm. in the games, which you later go on to learn that that's his sort of method of killing people or keeping people quiet and everything. Yeah. Um, and that he would go and like poison himself, but yep. still like have the antidote. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I love that really subtle note. I thought that was excellent. That just tickled my little, little fangirl yeah, brain. My fangirl mm-hmm. brain.
0: I was like, Oh, yeah. So many, you Thank know, the, the road, the exchanging of roses, all yep. of the like, mm-hmm. you know, the little Easter eggy things mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, which
1: like Easter eggs don't usually do shit for me. This mm. had my brain vibrating
0: because they're like Easter eggs with more meaning than just being like, we're going to say the name of the main character yeah. right now. Like, <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. Or like there was a shot where he's like rescuing Sejanus from the arena and it pans to the cornucopia and there's the bow and arrow that no one's touched and all that shit. Like, the subtle ones, oh, did it. it.
0: I also wanted to ask you, you think that, like, what the ending of this movie is? Because it ends with him going into the woods with a gun. Basically, like, he has realized that the trust has turned. Yeah. In that she potentially, basically the moment where he finds the scarf Mm-hmm. And he pulls it off, and there's the snake. And yeah. it sort of implied, like, did she plant that there? Yeah. Was absolutely. it a mis- was it a mistake? We don't really know. But him having the gun was the the big symbol of like he's now on the defense. Yeah. Like against her. And it sort of ends with he sees her, sort of running. Mm-hmm. He shoots at her. All the birds like are singing. Mm-hmm. Right. He's shooting at the birds sort of wildly. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. runs out of ammunition. And he goes to where he assumed her body would be and Mm -hmm. she's not there. And he finds her earring. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like there's like three possibilities, right? It's that she did get shot. Mm -hmm. She just wandered off somewhere else and is fucking dead. Mm -hmm. That she wanders back off into town and gets captured by the peacekeepers and gets hung for the murder of the mayor's daughter, which Mm -hmm. is what um, Peter Dinklage sort of implies to him in their final conversation of being like, oh, I heard what happened to your little girlfriend, like back in 12, which to me, really? that was, that was sort of my interpretation of like, that she had gotten. Him. I, thought he, I thought he said something about she disappeared. Oh, I thought it was like, they got her. Oh. Like, or, or does she run away. Does she disappear? I, for
1: my sake and what I would prefer to think is that she like, l- makes it away mm-hmm. um and lives out her life either in the woods or like makes it to like district 13 or something like okay.
0: that that's what i would think too yeah. but those other two possibilities i was like i felt they, like they left it vague enough
1: i don't think she would ever wander back into town mm. i think that it's either she died in the forest or she lived yeah
0: yeah yeah see oh see i was really getting from the the Peter Dinklage conversation that he was implying, like he thought that he had a piece of information to have the upper hand on Snow, mm. of being like, "Oh, like I heard, like, you know, I heard what happened to your little girlfriend." Mm-hmm. But I, I guess the keyword there being disappeared is maybe yeah. more direct than like, you know, that she was like captured in hung. Yeah,
1: so. I'd have to, I'd have to watch it again, which yeah. I obviously will mm-hmm. be once it comes mm-hmm. out on
0: streaming. Do we want to get into our regularly scheduled programming?
1: Absolutely.
0: So I feel like who can we do? Fuck, Mary, kill. Should we do, like, Lucky Flickerman, Mm -hmm. Viola Davis, My Woman King, and Peter Dinklage?
1: Yeah. I'm gonna... I'm gonna marry Lucky. Mm -hmm. Because... He's, like, goofy silly enough for me that we can keep entertained and things will be fine. And we're going to start seeing those um, hosting checks real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um. And life will be good.
0: We're going to get those um, brand deals.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to be his brand
0: manager. Like, yeah. We're going to get, mm-hmm. yeah, sponsorships.
1: Um. So we're going to
0: influencer the fuck out of Lucky Flickerman.
1: 100%. So I'm going to marry him gonna fuck dr Gall, gall dr gall Mm -hmm. miss miss viola Mm -hmm. um it's gonna be real freaky yeah i don't know what she's gonna bring out syringes yeah Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a little scary but Mm -hmm. you know what sometimes you know i'm i'm i'll i'm willing to try something once you know
0: (laughs) snakes Mm, maybe not but yeah For my woman king, anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm going to kill... I can't remember his name. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Just because, yeah boring sad mean I don't mm-hmm. need
0: that see I'm gonna marry Peter Dinkley
1: really because I
0: think I could fix him okay because <laughs> I'm like why are you like so haunted by your past of being the person who like accidentally created this like human atrocity mm-hmm. why are you like still actively working in an environment that like uplifts and upholds it like mm-hmm. he does not have to be a professor at this school no you can get a Please. different job yeah like even if it's still in the capital and you're like still feel a type of way about it that's mm-hmm. like i don't know if you're a vegan don't work at a meat packing facility you know yeah. like that just kind of checks out to me so i would maybe encourage him mm-hmm. to pursue a different career path mm-hmm. maybe get off the sauce a little mm-hmm. bit you know i think i could fix him um and then i'm going to fuck lucky flickerman that's just going to be a fun time and then i'm going to kill viola davis because that is too much for me okay too scary mm-hmm. -hmm. She's doing she's doing too too many scary Mm -hmm. snakes experiments Mm -hmm. in her weird little lab with everything in jars. Yeah. Mm -mm. I feel like if I didn't come, she'd kill me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on an SSRI. (laughs) She like has monitors on you. She's like, I know you're faking it. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to serve at your little viewing party? I, okay, I wanted
1: something that reflects how I eat this movie up and how I eat this franchise up. Mm. What's something that I can just go in on? Chips. However, chips, it's not quite enough for me. It's not serving enough cunt. Uh I want a really, really thin smashed potato, right, which also... Mm-hmm. I know you hate it, but the reference to swamp potatoes, like yeah, fatness, yep. all that. I want like sure. a really thin, um, yeah. Was it crispy like,
0: smash potato? Crispy
1: smash potato, Little parmesan, parmesan. Mm-hmm. I really like um, like potato things with tzatziki.
0: Yep. Ooh, so I would cool. do I would do a
1: crispy smash potato with some homemade tzatziki. Make mm. it real garlicky. Mm. However you like. Love. Um, and then I want to do a reference to the name of the book to the characters yep. to the big um themes and i found a recipe for a drink called snake in the grass okay and, and it sounds really good
0: okay yeah I'll um, lay it on and me. especially
1: good for going with this food pairing it's two-thirds vermouth two-thirds gin two-thirds triple sec and two-thirds lemon juice
0: it sounds peasy. good. I usually Easy stay away peasy. from vermouth drinks because they usually have whiskey in them. Mm. So I feel like I haven't consumed a lot of vermouth. So I'd be eager to try that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That it sounds, sounds good. pretty good. Um, and I feel like it'd just be like n- not like in that realm of not so sweet and like it's still got that lemony mm. kind mm-hmm. of floral flavor that gin does. And with the um, triple sack, I think yeah. it'd be solid. Mm. What about you?
0: Love. I speaking of floral, I like don't really fuck with like floral essences really? in my food or drink. Like Love I it. I don't like lavender things. Mm. I don't like elderflower liqueur really. I don't really like rose okay. stuff. But I just felt like it was just too on the nose to not do a rose flavored cocktail. Yeah. Specifically for snow Mm -hmm. and snow lands on top snow cone like a snow like if you get like a shaved ice (sighs) or something to put on the top of your little drink so you make probably like a gin and rose syrup cocktail with a little bit of shaved ice on top and i feel like you drink it out of like like a cunty little gimlet cup like you know just really like be a fucking capital person like mm. I probably would not be into it, but just like for the for the vibe, that sounds really
1: good. Like a little like gin, lemon juice, rose syrup, mm-hmm. a little sparkling water, kind of shit. Yeah, that sounds With just amazing. like a little like a
0: little snow.
1: You can do like the crunchy ice, crunchy ice. Uh, yeah, I call uh, it girl
0: ice. I- <laughs> I like girl ice whenever I'm going over to my brother-in-law's house. He has, like, one of those fancy-ass ice maker machines Uh that, like, makes the little crunchy nugget ice. Yeah. I'm always like, can you take out the ice for girls? Like, because it's just, like, it's just for me because I'm like, I just want it. But it's, like, when people call, like, dog food for girls. Like, cereal is dog food for girls. (laughs) Annie's mac and cheese is wet food for girls. Nugget (laughs) ice is ice for girls. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> and then to eat this is like a hard pivot but the scene where he like sneaks out some food to bring to her while she's like in the zoo cage he like gives her like an m&m cookie he like gives her like a fucking cookie and she like gives it back to him and i just remember like being really jarred by this like cafeteria cookie uh-huh. that they're like passing back and forth i don't know why that like caught me off so much but i think that you bake like a cookie in a giant Tin. Ooh, big cookie. Like a big old cookie, and you just cookie like. Cookie pie or you, whatever. It's yeah, called? just a fucking huge cookie. You just eat it with like, you put a bunch of fucking scoops of ice cream on top Oh, just that sounds really with, good. With some spoons, just mm. like all just go in on this big Love old that. cookie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what are you gonna follow it up with? It's obviously gonna be the first movie. Yeah. It's the,
1: the original Hunger Games. You have to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the right way to watch these two and like the ascending order of them. Um, in mm. how good they are, I think it's this movie, and then the original Hunger Games, and then Catching Fire, mm-hmm. and then you don't watch Mockingjay.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mockingjay <laughs> Part One and Two. We just pretend like it didn't happen.
1: I've only ever wa- rewatched. I haven't wa- ever rewatched two. I don't think I rewatched Mockingjay Part One when I was like depressed, depressed because yeah. I needed something, even if it was bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna say that you should watch the 2019 Cats, the 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 Cats movie that was so bad that they pulled it and reanimated it and put it back out, and it was still so bad. I watched that movie for the first time pretty recently. It's a romp in a fucking half, really. And I think that this movie has just enough like theater uh-huh. in it. To give me that nugget to Mm want to watch something. And this movie is like good, good. You need to watch something like bad, good. Okay. And want to be like screaming. I can get behind that. And so I think you watch the 2019 Cats movie for no other reason than I just think it's fun. Good. I love Love. that. And what would you rate this? I'm going to give it like a seven and a half. I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, like a seven. I mean, I think unfortunately existing within the hunger games universe you, you obviously have to compare it to the existing movies uh, which is hard super hard
1: like that's the only thing like if i was giving this a general rating maybe like a seven and a half maybe an eight yeah um
0: but like, but oh, like i know that i've seen I'm, catching fire so i just know what yeah, potential this exactly. universe holds
1: i'm comparing the entire thing up against mm-hmm. catching fire and the original. Um. Yeah, seven and a half is as good as I can give it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a, fun, a really fun time watching it, though. I definitely would recommend seeing it in a theater mm-hmm. if you can, because yeah. I think at the times where it kind of drags, I maybe would have like gotten up to like make a snack or mm-hmm. look at my phone or something, and I'm glad I didn't mm-hmm. have that opportunity
1: yeah. to. I love being strong-armed into watching something. Mm-hmm.
0: Love. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great addition. It made me... like. I'm not really one to want franchises to keep franchising. Like mm-hmm. I think all of the like Star Wars spin-off TV shows are bad and stupid. I think that like the fact that they're making a, a Harry Potter TV show, a Twilight TV show, like I just don't, I think it's all so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I would eat the fuck up. Any any sort of mini series they wanted to make Please. about the Hunger Games, if they wanted to do like Please. a Joanna Mason mini series, oh. if they wanted to do a a Haymitch Oh. when mini, like literally anything that they would want to s- pull from the scraps of this, you know, mm-hmm. with or without book source material, yeah. if Suzanne Collins gave them the okay to like write a mini TV series about literally any character in the entire universe, I would really I would be into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening. If this is your first time here, oh, my God, hey, welcome. Uh, that that would be crazy if you made it this far, and it's your first time ever listening to us here on the Swamp, Swamp Potatoes. <laughs> um, uh, as always, all of our stuff is in the description below. Thank you for putting up with my lisp this week. Um, hopefully, this will improve a little bit over time over the next month. But, I appreciate um, everyone's patience with us this month as well with my slight absences. Uh, we love you all. Please continue to send us in your movie suggestions, month suggestions, chocolate or vanilla ideas, literally questions that you want us to answer. If you want to hear our thoughts about anything, just DM us. We love to hear from you. And goodbye and good night.